Welcome to the Shelf Oddities. My name is Erie. And I'm Serafina. And Erie, what oddity are you feeling like today? The oddity I'm feeling like today is one of those little blacks that you have on a casket, specifically the one that says at rest because your bitch needs to be at rest like today to now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely need to be resting for sure. I feel that. Yeah, so that's the vibe. So what oddity are you feeling like today? <laughs> today I'm feeling like a Princess Diana memorial thimble, which if you okay. were wondering if that's a thing, that's a real thing that I found on Etsy. And I love her, and I think I might have to purchase her to put in my apothecary shelf. I think that fits perfectly for you. I, I love her. May she rest. May you rest and she rest, all the same. So, before we get into today's episode... I realized that in the last couple episodes, we have not talked about The Last of Us yet, and I know that's because you haven't watched it, and I know you have no time. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> you have zero breathe. time, um, but you need to watch it because it's fucking amazing. It's so that's what good. I've heard. Um, yeah. I played the video games, so I have a different love for it, but I know people who haven't played the video games, and they also love it. It's feeling very Game of Thrones-esque, where it's like yes. people who weren't into it are like absorbing the media. Because I had a friend from, from work who is not really into that type of stuff reach out to me and be like, oh my god, have you watched it yet? Because it's so good. It feels very similar vibe. It's amazing. One, Pedro Pascal is everything all yep. the time. Every um, time. But also, they're following their source material so well that it's insane but also it's causing gamers to have hope mm -hmm. that in the future other streaming platforms might see the love and success of this show and then in the future when they're making television about games using the actual fucking source material <laughs> yeah yeah because it's like shot for shot there are some scenes that are scene for scene the whole layout of like the first QZ, which when you watch it, you'll find out what that means. It means quarantine zone, but the entire layout, the map is exactly the same. Like you walk through the video game the same way you walk through the town in this show. Good for them. It's really fucking cool. All the rooms are laid out the same. Like the outfits are so on par. The, the speaking, like the tone of voice and everything, like it's so good. So yes, you definitely need to watch it. It's beautiful. The soundtrack's beautiful. The story is traumatic and wonderful all at the same time. Uh, so it's like right up our alley. So I had to talk about that. <laughs> also, speaking of media and also things that are traumatic but wonderful, um, today, as we are filming this, is the last football game before the Super Bowl. And I don't typically talk about sports on here except for small jokes I can make for my spouse because I know that he'll like them. But can I tell you, I've talked to so many of my friends who also didn't really give a shit about football until maybe like a year ago. And we're all so anxious. This is such a big game. And like, there's so much writing on it. And I was talking with my friend Summer on the phone last night. And I was like, I can't wait for football to be over. I want it to be done. I don't want to give a shit about this because like I give too <laughs> much of a shit about it. And it's really stressing me out. But I'm bringing this up. Because Cincinnati, we now have our own, like, stand quarterback. Like, Joe Burrow is popping the fuck off on TikTok <laughs> right now. And I love it. I literally, before we started filming, I 
had a TikTok come up on my page where he was doing a podcast and someone was talking to him about like his bedroom and how he decorates it. And he was literally talking about like how he has like Star Wars posters like up on his walls and shit. And I was like, he just like me for real. Like that's my homeboy <laughs> right there. Like we stand, we ride for Joe Burrow. So this episode comes out next Thursday, which means by that time we'll know if the Bengals are in the Super Bowl or not. Um, but just know that after filming this, I did probably sit in my living room and scream a bunch, either good or bad. So, like, I've drank a lot of caffeine, which I never do. And then there's this <laughs> insane, like, sports thing going on. And I'm going to have a lot of feelings and opinions about it. It's going to be wild. Yeah, it's the season finale of the sports ball It's uh, not the series. season finale yet. It's the um, penultimate. <laughs> Pre-season finale? So, oh, yes, true. it's the penultimate episode tonight, and it's it's hyped. We're talking, <laughs> the, the girlies are going to do numbers. The streaming services are streaming. Like, it's going to be intense. And Cincinnati needs a win. Cincinnati has needed a win for a long time. Having the Super Bowl last year was crazy. If he can do it two years in a row, like, it's going to be some crazy shit. And if you don't like football, I'm sorry you had to listen to me talk about it. But also, he's our social democratic king, and we love him. So, like, you just got to get behind the man, you know? Like, you got to do what you got to do, especially when he's out (laughs) here, like, dropping some, like, heat on, like, the system. We love that. We love a, a system heat dropper for sure. Man's out here not only not catching strays, but reflecting them, and we love that. <laughs> All right. And now that we've talked about my weekend. <laughs> sorry, The Last of Us also comes on tonight. So, like, Sunday nights now for, like, three Sunday nights in a row have been just, like, so hyped because we have this insane football. The Bengals have won the last ten games in a row. Right, like no losses. Like we've just been like shoot, like shooting straight fire, and then the game ends, and then I get to watch The Last of Us. It's been perfect. <laughs> it's been so much fun. So I'm just really hyped. I'm, I'm obsessed with Sundays again, which we love, we love, we love. So let's talk about not Sundays. What have you done this weekend? <laughs> um, I had an okay weekend. Um, I've become that person where when someone sees or knows about a cool cemetery they're like time to put Erie in my car and take her there (laughs) which I appreciate I Mm -hmm. am not complaining at all about that um so I went to Richmond Cemetery in Kentucky this weekend um it's hard to compare cemeteries when we have Spring Grove and it's literally perfect in every way and nothing can compare to that but um we were kind of driving you know through there and it was just absolutely beautiful. It's significantly smaller than Spring Grove, but mm-hmm. still really cool. Um, and there is a guy buried there. His name is Cassius Clay. Um, and in the Richmond area, his house is called Whitehall, and it's, like, super haunted. Oh, hell yeah. And he was buried in that cemetery. So I Friday night, name Cassius. Uh, me too! So I was good. thinking the same thing. So Friday night, we drove by his haunted house, because I'm also the person now where people are like, this is haunted, Erie obviously has to see it. Mm-hmm. Which, correct. So we drove past Cassius Clay's house, and like, it's this huge, white, like, very elegant, you could tell man's had money, beautiful house <laughs> on like, rolling hills, land, like, absolutely gorgeous, saw it. And then we went to Richmond Cemetery and saw that his grave was there, and like, we did not know that he was buried there, it was just a coincidence. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. I was impressed. That sounds like a good time. It was a good time. Love a good cemetery. Love a good cemetery. Love a good haunted house. Mm-hmm. Also, I love a house with a name. Same. It's so iconic. It is. So yeah, that was what I did. Well, hell yeah. So here's to 
more cemeteries in 2023. And more haunted houses. More haunted houses, for sure. I'm also that person where people are like, this is haunted. Have you heard of it? And I'm like, yep. typically, yeah. Yeah, typically I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, typically, yeah. But sometimes things catch me off guard, and that's mm-hmm. really cool. I'm so glad that you got to go. Hopefully, maybe uh, we can uh, do some research on that or maybe uh, talk about it a little bit more in the future because... I just I just want to name an episode like Cassius's Great Adventures or something. I just love that name so much. <laughs> it's a cool name. Yeah. Today's episode will be uploaded on February 2nd, which is also known as Imbolc to those of us in the craft, a spring sabbat celebrated to honor Brigid, the goddess of spring, fertility, and life. It also marks the middle point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. It also has been called the Festival of Lights because we are celebrating the lengthening of sunshine, which has been nice. I love myself some winter truly, but now that the sun doesn't go down before six, my day feels a little less chaotic, which I am enjoying. Yeah, I do appreciate that I have some sunlight time when I'm going to the gym because that's always the time I'm going to the gym yeah. and sometimes it's like you get out and you're like have I been in the gym for 85 millennia <laughs> like what the- <laughs> I was in there forever but today February 2nd is also known as Groundhog Day especially if you're in North America and uh, let me tell you I think that I've stumbled upon some kind of cult Maybe it's a cult for good, though. It's very confusing. I'm going to give you the info, oddlings, and I'm going to let you decide. Because I did not, when I thought, oh, we're putting an episode up on Groundhog Day, maybe I'll talk about it a little bit. I didn't expect none of this. Like, it's, it's a little crazy. So, oddlings, let's go on another field trip again. There is a portal over there in that rickety closet, so if you want to go ahead and step through it, it will take you to a small hill with a sizable clearing on it. And in that clearing, there's a small stage, and that stage has been built around a giant tree stump. And in that tree stump, there are doors carved into it, and above those doors, a small name plaque that reads, Phil. You see, Oddling, we are standing on this small clearing with this small stage with these small doors, and this mysterious place is called Gobbler's Knob. It has a name? Yep, it has a name, and it's called Gobbler's Knob of everything oh they God. possibly could have named it. Why does this feel so fae-like? Doesn't it's it feel so, like so, yeah. It's the tiny the doors. F- tiny doors it, always feel right. like fae, yeah. So this small town is named Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Say that five times fast, and a fae might appear. So, this day in 1886 was the first Groundhog Day in the United States. Today, it remains the exact same as what it was then, a tradition that came to our shores from Germanic and Irish cultures. A day to take everything a little less seriously and to break up the winter monotony. There is a predication that your suspension of disbelief needs to be had. Things are going to be light today and we are going to ask an animal for its predictions. We kind of need that, don't we? We really do. <laughs> Truly. I think that's kind of the funny thing. So, you know that movie Groundhog Day? Yes. So, it's from like I think like 1983 and it's literally um Bill Murray gets stuck is- in the same day over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the club that takes care of Groundhog Day, they literally 
reference the movie when they talk about why Groundhog Day is so important. And it's because winter, when you're stuck in it, feels like you're living the same day over and over again. And it's so important to break that up. So how do you break that up? You talk to an animal. You give him a name, you give him a home with some tiny doors, and uh, you ask him what he thinks about the weather. And that animal is Puxatani Phil, a groundhog. This is where tradition differs. In the old country, they believed a hedgehog would cast its shadow, not a groundhog. And that shadow can predict snow all the way into May. When these Germans immigrated to Dutch Pennsylvania, they had to assimilate with the local fauna, bringing us a new spring oracle, Phil the Groundhog. It's funny that they're just like, okay, we need a new animal. Groundhog it is. Put him in. Yeah, they're like, "Mm, here he is. Let's see him. And now, while that is all good and well, this is where I started picking up on the scent of a strange organization. So let's go over the schedule of the day. Depending on what time you're listening to this, you might be in step with the Groundhog Club themselves. Because I know a lot of you like to listen at like 3 in the morning because you're freaks just like we are. (laughs) So, at 3 a.m., Gobbler's Knobs Grounds open. That is when the Groundhog Day celebration begins. 3 in the morning. What the hell? Yeah. The celebration is free of charge, but there is a charge for a parking pass, and those have already sold out. And there's also a shuttle taking you to and from the grounds to the parking lot. And that shuttle, you can pay for it, also sold out. (laughs) So, like, you can get there, but, like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to hike it. You walk, you hoofing it. You hoofing it, bub. 4 a.m. is when the Hogs Fatality Village opens. You heard me right. Hogs Fatality. What is, it's Hoosville. It's it's Hogsville. Hogs Fatality. So, I love it. I love it. This is a pavilion that features some heaters, some food, some coffee, a live feed of the knob is what they called it. (laughs) The live feed of the knob. A live feed of the knob. This is not Pornhub. It's not. Definitely not. It's hog hob. Hog hob. Hog hub. It's it's porn hug. Porn hog. Porn hog. It's porn hog. Oh, God. All of it is bad. It's so bad. Um, you also can have a fire pit and some nice restrooms there that aren't porta potties. If you purchase this ticket, you will also have a chance to get a photo with good old Phil and a souvenir um, surrounding the day as well. Those tickets sold out months ago. Months ago. Months ago. Um, between 4 a.m. and 7, there's a live band. But at 6.30... <laughs> Sorry, so funny. At 6.30 a.m., there is a live fireworks show to celebrate. What the hell? Dude, nothing says I live in the U.S. of A. like fireworks at 6.30 in the morning. 6.30 in the morning. Good morning, honey. Bam. Like, what? No. Yeah, I I could not deal. So at 7.15, the inner circle begins their two-mile trek to the knob. The inner circle. Yes, you heard me correctly. This is a historied event where the upper echelon walk the trail to get to Gobbler's Knob. Yeah, the inner circle. We'll get there, I promise. So at 7.28 a.m., 7.28 a.m. every year, 7.28, Phil comes out the doors. 
and he completes his prognostication. If he sees his shadow due to clear weather, winter will go on for six more weeks. But if it's cloudy and he doesn't see his shadow, spring will arrive early. He then marks this shadow having by way of choice because each year two scrolls are prepared by the vice president of the inner circle. One says early spring, the other one says six more weeks of winter. These scrolls are placed during the ceremony on the stump, and after Phil is awakened by the crowd, somehow not the fireworks, the crowd, Phil communicates in groundhog ease to the president, who is then directed by Phil to the proper scroll and forecast. Yes, you heard me right, Phil. The groundhog speaks to the president in a language called groundhog ease, a language in which the only current president can understand. The moment you stop being president, you're cut off. Before this you're president, is, you're cut off. This is the greatest thing I've ever learned. I had no idea it was like this. It's like, oh, he saw a shadow or that's it. What? It's a cult? What is happening? It's, it's absolutely insane. So then at 7.30, the president translates for the rest of us common folk, and we find out what kind of winter we will be having. And I have found out that it's not just, oh, early winter, oh, late winter. It's like, we're going to have a late winter, but a beautiful spring. Or like, we're going to have an early spring, but it's going to be rainy every day. Like, it's not just, like, these little things. It's literally, like, the daffodils will bloom on April 13th. Like, it's, like, some detailed shit. Because they're talking. They're having a conversation. Yeah, homie's a prophet of the groundhog. Homie's a prophet. Yeah. Prophet. Did you expect any of this? No, but I am, I am in, I'm in. It's so crazy. Where do I sign up? Well, we'll get there. (laughs) So, from then on, the inner circle holds a breakfast. And then everyone goes home to rest because later that night they have to get ready for the groundhog ball. (laughs) A ball. A ball. ball. Yeah. At the Punxsutawney Country Club, you will find an event that is traditional formal attire. We're talking top hats, baby. With this year's theme of Winter Wonderland... It has a theme. A live band, a bar, some good food. They market this as a great way to engage with the inner circle. And once again, wouldn't you like to know that this event is sold out? This is not the only dance either. On February 1st, the Punxsutawney Community Foundation also holds an annual dance. They have two dances two dances i cannot so then on the 4th of february which is the saturday after uh, groundhog day the inner circle and the fillets fillets which are a children's group of members they throw a lunch with phil it's only 15 dollars per ticket which i kind of find to be very reasonable and phil does make an appearance for photo opportunities and once again it's a great way to engage with the inner circle once again if you're wondering this event is also sold out (laughs) 
This groundhog is living the time of Dog. his life. Phil is fucking it up. He's just fucking it up. What's interesting is while the inner circle might be the ones hosting very specific events, the entire town is decked out every year. There's a Barclays Square in the middle of town, and it has a multitude of different events. Cafes around the town do cute cupcakes and cookies that are Phil-themed, which is really cute to me. The community center has a learning event and group meals. It's an entire community. And if you keep hearing me say things are sold out, and you're like, how is that fucking possible? Um, I did look, and oddlings, every year this community grows. Last year, they had a recorded 25,000 people come in from out of town. Can I just say that there are people out there who view Puxatani as their Salem, like their Mecca? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that their Mecca. That is the most- I love everything about it. It's it's just so good. Um, actually, before COVID, it could hit up to 50,000 people a year. And they live streamed in 2021, and they had a consistent 15K thousand viewers at a 7.30 in the morning on a Thursday. People are dedicated to this. Like, people going to work had it, like, streaming, like, in their cars <laughs> as they went. Like, it's cr- like, people are genuinely dedicated to this, which I just think is the funniest thing. And also so wholesome because it's like people just want to know what the groundhog thinks. That's the thing. Like that is yeah. the thing about it. It's like this is the thing that you've chosen to like dedicate your time. Like where mm-hmm. is the harm? It's There's, literally yeah. Like, well, and like it's yeah. We'll we'll get there to where you're like where's the harm? And like like I said, it's kind of like a cult for good. It's really weird. <laughs> so let's talk about our cult for good. Let's dive into the inner circle and find out what the hell they want. The inner circle is made up of 16 members, if you aren't including the groundhog. I don't know if that number fluctuates, but that's just the current society and what it's been like for the last 10 years. I couldn't find any more numbers or less numbers. So the current president is named Tom Dunkel. He became president in September of last year, and he is a legacy, his father before him. I actually found out a lot of the inner circle is legacy. Like, they're very happy to have legacy members, which I just find so interesting. So here's a quote from Phil's handler to start us off on the right trek, so to speak. The way this all started, there was a group of people in Punxsutawney back in the late the late the late teen hundreds is what I just the said. Late, <laughs> late teen hundreds, baby. Back in the late eighteen hundreds, and they went on an annual groundhog hunt, and they would have a picnic. They were out walking around with muskets and looking for dinner, and a particular groundhog came out of the woods and presented himself. They recognized he was so unique, and from that point on. Puxatani Phil was the guest of honor and no longer the main course. This is very Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like they're like pardoning him for his <laughs> the sins. The other piece, please, been pardoned. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, I haven't mentioned the elixir of life ceremony or drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. I need, I need more <laughs> info, please go off. So now that you know that the inner circle celebrated this one groundhog, I am here to tell you that the inner circle believes that the fill we have from today is the same fill from 1886. 
Bro, I was going to ask because he has the same name. Same name. So it's like, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine groundhogs live very long. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, a couple of years after 1886, when they started, um, like, speaking with Phil in this, like, groundhog ease, um, they learned the elixir of life recipe, which is an ancient recipe passed down to each handler. Wait, did Phil teach it to them? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and his handler says it does have a profound effect on Puxatani Phil. Yeah. So on September 10th at Gobbler's Knob last year, during their Elixir of Life ceremony, which is a real thing, I swear to you, Phil took seven sips of this elixir, granting him another 49 years of life. They're also very clear that this only works on Phil, no other groundhogs, and no other animals. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, I know. So excited. Mm-hmm. It's this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's yeah, it's wonderful. So this special boy drinks himself a good drink and lives longer and longer every year and talks to the president of the inner circle to tell us what kind of weather we will be having. <laughs> do they have Puxatani Phil merch? Like, I'm oh, in it. Oh, honey. Yes, they do. I'm, I am in yeah. it. He is my god and savior. I am, I am, I'm in a cult yeah. now, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's hard not to be in this cult. It's absolutely wild, but I also haven't uncovered anything bad about these people at all. I've been on Twitter accounts. I've been deep in the Puxatani spirit, which is what their local newspaper is called. And I've seen nothing even slightly sinister. These are just a group of dudes who are having fun and raising a lot of money for charity. This money goes to Pennsylvania Wilds, which supports wildlife, the Lumber Heritage Region, which aims to help conserve Pennsylvania's forests, and the Pennsylvania Great Outdoors Bureau, which of course is basically Parks and Rec. My friend said that there is a, a Dungeons and Dragons alignment called Chaotic Wholesome. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. It's literally what they this it's, is. It's Chaotic Wholesome. It's insane. The only thing that I can even find that I can give the moniker of Odd is that they give themselves Masonic-like names. So the vice president's name is Moonshine. And the treasurer has the moniker of Sky Painter. The scariest name in the whole group is a guy named Iceman, or Iceman, and his real name is Butch Filber, and um, he looks like a sweet guy. Like, he has a <laughs> rad-ass, like, handlebar mustache. He, like, has a nice smile. He just looks like a good dude. Once again, couldn't find anything crazy. Like, there's nothing. And the Iceman title, someone asked him about it. I was like, why do you have such, like, a scary name? And it, it comes from the literal job of cutting ice and delivering it to the community. Like, that's why his name is Iceman. Which is so funny to me. And they wear the clothes of 1886. Like, top hats included. If you look at pictures, I'll post them on our Instagram. Like, these dudes are, like, decked out. They look fly as hell. Like, just straight chilling. And they're all volunteers. This is not a paid gig. This is a job you don your top hat for and make some money for your local community. It's crazy. These people are chiropractors, dentists, members of the community. So I'm sure they get a raise in income from all the tourist stuff. But I don't really see that much wrong with that either. It's not like they're embezzling money. 
Uh, really, it seems like the only thing they do that's not kosher to the rest of us is claim that good old Phil is never wrong. The inner circle, in keeping up with the suspension of disbelief, claims a 100% accuracy rate. And when he has been wrong before, they claim that whenever the prediction is wrong, it's the person in charge of translating the message that must have made a mistake. Not, Not Phil. Phil. Phil is always right. You're, you just need to catch up on your groundhog ease. Um, but in real life, he's typically right about 41% of the time. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask what the actual math Not a lot. is. <laughs> so if their biggest crime is that they keep the dream alive, like, so be it. So be it. I don't care. It's not often that we get to look at 200 years of history and don't find out some crazy, awful thing. They have members of color. They have members of all ages. The fillets seem to genuinely feel safe and have fun in this community. There's no weird backdoor deals to give themselves money. It seems like the only thing I can find that's off is a live fireworks show at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's not that great for wildlife. And I guess whatever the elixir of life is that they're feeding to an animal. Like, if it's, like, rainwater and crushed up cranberries, I guess there's nothing to worry about. But, like, they genuinely seem to like groundhogs and respect animals. So I don't think they're feeding him anything dangerous. Like, it's probably just, like, a probiotic drink or something, you know? I mean, like, you'd want... I don't know why my brain was like, it's kombucha. Right, well, I said probiotic drink. I mean, <laughs> same same idea. Puxatani Phil kombucha. They could sell that for sure. Sell that elixir of life. It's just, like, raspberry flavored. I'd love that. <laughs> so I guess we have nothing to worry about, which is interesting. I will say during the lunches and stuff, it does look like they kind of keep them in, like, a weird enclosure. But I don't know Jack about Groundhog, so maybe it's fine. And it's literally, like, him just, like, chilling for a couple hours at a time. And, like, he's fine. Because his handler seems to genuinely love him. And, like, all the handlers before them, they watch this Groundhog the whole year. Like, this is, like, also a pet to them. Like, they genuinely care. And it doesn't really seem like they're exploiting him either. He literally only goes out in public twice a year. Once in September and once in February. And that's it. I'm sure he's living the high life. He's a cult leader. He's, he's just... literally a god. Could you imagine, yeah. like, you, like, walk into, like, the handler's house and you, like, bow down a couple times, like, give him a little, like, groundhog high five or something? I don't know. Um, most of my info did come from groundhog.org. In which the inner circle does run that website. And, like, what a link to get. Groundhog.org, baby. So wild. So there's something else that I think is really funny. There are groups across the nation for Groundhog Day celebrators. One in almost every state. And I... Are you looking up Groundhog.org? Yeah, I need to see oh, okay, the Okay, so I wanted to share with you the funniest names in which there are a ton. There's three clubs in Ohio, Columbus, Lima, and Youngstown, which makes sense with all the Steelers fans. We got a lot of Pennsylvanians around. Uh, the best one in Ohio is called the Royal Groundhog Brotherhood, which I fuck with. I also fuck with that. Yeah, it's tight. There's the American Society of Groundhog Admirers and Tax Professionals. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't get that one out. Both. If you're a tax professional that loves groundhogs, baby, do I have... Get on it. Do I have the group for you? Oh, it's so good. There's the esteemed order of the Knights of the Whistlepig, 
which is also another name for groundhogs, whistle pigs. Whistle pig. I didn't know that. I love everything about that. So cute. There's also <laughs> shit. I don't know if I can get through some of these. <laughs> There's James in parentheses Uncle Bud and parentheses Muhammad chapter. <laughs> James Uncle Bud Muhammad chapter. I love that. Internationally, there's a group called the No Sirs, which means no shadows in rainy season. No Sirs. No Sirs. Oh, how am I going to get through this one? There's Phil's faithful, pun loving friends from Philly. All peas. It so much. All P's. Phil's faithful PH pun PH loving friends PH from <laughs> PH Philly. It's just so fun and awesome. It's so good. Um, oh, are you ready for this one? Because this is a group of old men. Um, and this is called Punksy Phil's Party Pretties, Political Pundits, and Pontificating Old Poops. I love them. It's so good. Oh, are you ready for this one? Because you're just, you're never ready. Whenever you think you're ready, you're fucking not. There's the Santa Rosa Oral Surgery Groundhog Club. <laughs> it's so specific. It is. It's, do you think the oral surgeons and the tax professionals get a, like together every couple they of years? They have to like, at least like, like talk hang to out? each other regularly, you know? Yeah, or like have a, sure. like a luncheon every now and then. And this one is the one that I would join, which is the Quahog Inner Circle Shadow Society of Whistlepig Interpretation Prestigiation Whiskey Bacon and Bongs. I am. That one's the one. I mean, we're in. You don't even have to. You don't got to tell me nothing. I will learn Groundhog Ease. I will drink the elixir. Just let me please. I hope they have jackets or something. That shit is hilarious and, and so is cool. That is incredible. Yeah. So there are those international clubs that I was talking about. So I did look into whether some Germanic-based countries still kept it alive in the UK, and it seems like they didn't really. Most of the countries that got steamrolled by the crown and lost all their uniqueness handed in February 2nd for something called Candlemas, which is basically 40 days after Jesus' birth, which means the ritual purification of Mary happened because the babe was presented at the temple in Jerusalem. So, you know, some weird event made up to Downgrade. take away from pagans. Yeah, basically. They have a feast. They light some candles like whoop whoop. That sure ain't no fucking Groundhog's Day ball. Let me tell you <laughs> something, brother. Oh, goodness. So that's basically all I have for Groundhog's Day. We're going to talk about Imbolc next. Um, but can you believe I had no idea? Okay, so I went to groundhog groundhog.org, okay, because yeah. I needed to see the merch. Uh, because I love spending money. It brings me joy. Mm -hmm. And there is a shirt. There is a shirt. It says, Seer of Seers prognosticator of all prognosticators the only true weather predicting groundhog punxatani phil yeah it's amazing seer of seers like they literally seer call him that of seer of seers yeah I'm king like, of kings i'm i'm in i'm, I'm in the groundhog call oh. i did not give a fuck about groundhog's day i, I am i am the I'm biggest in. supporter of groundhog's yeah. day now I am I'm so in so I'm gonna disregard my notes for a second because I also would love to say the amount of shit talking they do to other groundhogs is really funny because there is a groundhog in um, I think the Pittsburgh Zoo or the Philadelphia Zoo I'm not sure but that groundhog um, isn't the same groundhog they like pass away and like a new one gets 
kinged and they have like new names and like they literally say all the time it was like well our groundhog is 200 years old he knows the weather better than yours does which i love i stand by they call them um they they call them fake hogs or something like that like it's so it's like sports team rivalry there's something about it that's so fucking funny to me because in this house in this house oddlings we only stand the seer of sears that's it. Satani Phil. Phil or nothing. Phil or nothing. I just and now you've been filled in Literally. on Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to do it to him. So now that I have uh, imbibed you all with this information, we have to spread the good good word about our main man Phil here. I think that uh, I think it's it's a good cause to get behind. I agree. They have beautiful merch. It does look like they will be live streaming the event. I will be tuning in. Hell yeah. Uh, you can also find it, once again, Groundhog, uh, groundhog.org. Yep. And uh, if you're listening to this at midnight, you can catch it at like 730. But I think it does replay later. Like you can watch it. If you're listening to this at like five o'clock on Thursday, you can go and like on the website and find what happens this year. I wish I could tell you what the prediction is right now but unfortunately we're filming this obviously before groundhog day um but i'm interested i am interested to know what the seer of all seers has to say all hail all the seer hail of seers. it wasn't uh it wasn't hard for me to get into this cult i've been here for about a month and it's really nice for me to welcome you all into it as well <laughs> it's good to have uh it's good to have friends around especially when you have to make a two mile trek because the bus passes are all sold out. <laughs> Literally. It's definitely cool. Oh, and one thing I actually took out of my notes, and I don't know why, but I wanted to mention that they also do a Groundhog Person of the Year. So, like, you can um, send in. They have, like, a whole uh, document on their website where you can nominate people because they've, like, done good for their community have done some good for wildlife or whatever like it's literally like the prom princess or like the prom king of of groundhog day where like at the ball they present them with an award that's great and it's wonderful Mm -hmm. absolutely love it so let's move on even though i don't want to i never want to move on i'm here for the rest of my life i live here now um but i have um i have a question for you Sure. How do witches buy their herbs? Uh, I'm not sure how. In bulk. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome for that one, too. Thanks. (laughs) So getting into in bulk again, the other shining star of the day. Um, I know that I had said in my New Year's resolutions that I want to celebrate every Sabbath this year. And this is the holiday where your intentions for the New Year's are meant to grow. I will be celebrating by sowing all my pepper seeds and planting my garden, which I already am full hog into. But this is a time of year where we enter real winter, where it's going to be freezing into like mid-March and it's going to be gray. And just remember that the trees are starting to put energy into buds. Grass is starting to put energy into growing again. Sheep across the northern hemisphere are halfway through their pregnancies and are growing sweet lambs for the new seasons. That's actually what in bulk means is like halfway through the pregnancy of lambs, which is interesting. That is cool. 
Um, the new chicks that I will have this year are going to be laid here soon to be incubated, which is crazy to think about. Spring goes by fast in a garden. The first stirrings of life are all around and one day you will soon blink and it will be April and things will be green again and you will hear those morning doves in the morning and it will be beautiful. This is also where spring cleaning comes from. In bulk was a day for deep cleansing. Whether that be spiritually or physically, making space for those intentions to grow, clearing your home of clutter from the previous seasons, that has been the time-old tradition of Imbolc. In Marsden, Ireland, there's a large annual fire festival. Solitary witches like to light a candle in every room to celebrate the sun's rebirth and the fire of inspiration getting stronger. Some make birdseed cakes or a brigade's cross, but the food involved is also culturally important. Times are tough at this point in winter for those in history, those with big stores of food, and you make what you have, and you make what you have special. There's something called bannock, which is a traditional Scottish skillet bread, somewhat similar to a scone in texture, and I will be trying to make that this evening. I'm excited about that one. There's also coal cannon, which is an Irish dish made with potatoes and greens. Pancakes are also associated in these times because they invoke the shape of the sun. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I've never thought of pancakes like that. But I you haven't know what? either. But you make what you have, and you make what you have special, baby. So, what's also interesting is divination is big at this time. Just like Samhain and Yule, this is the last holiday on the side of the Wheel of the Year where the veil is somewhat thinner. So, of course, tarot is a tool we use here a lot. And I did find inspiration from Lewin's website. They make the most common witch journals and planners, and I really do like their stuff. So if you're looking for good info, I do recommend. I figured I typically go through a tarot card exercise at the end of most of our episodes. So I figured I'd put one in here because this time it's a little different. The last two have been kind of about things dying off and saving energy for new growth. This we are now in new growth. We aren't asking what needs to die within our path, but where to plant things in our path and what our strengths are in that. So a lot of witches like to use something called a Brigid's Wheel formation. So it's basically six cards in a circle. Your first card is going to be about strength. This card shows where you are strong. Sometimes things we don't like about our path is the thing that teaches us the most and gives us the most muscle. Your second card is desire. What do you really want? This card tends to lend surprises to those who don't dare speak of their heart's will out loud. The third card is healing. What needs to be healed if you are going to get continued strength? Some do find a relationship between this card and the first one. Does this card give you advice to find strength in the situations ahead on your path? The fourth card is a fun one, which is creative inspiration. When healing energy is released, creative inspiration is then free to flow. And what are you inspired to do in this next year? The fifth card is all about making plans. Based on the last card, what plans can you make around newfound inspiration? Healing energy creates a spark that needs planning to become real. And lastly is going to be new growth. What is the promise of spring that lies just beneath the snow in your life? By finding out where you're strong and then focusing on your desires, what new beginnings can you find? 
I love spring. I love the energy of spring. Fast growth and beautiful colors is typically the Aries way of life. And uh, this year's soil holds so many interesting things for me and on my path. And we have a lot of seed collections here on our shelves here, my dear oddlings. And I hope you can find something interesting to plant this year as well. Stay odd, Arcadia.